Hello, this is Angelique with the Gaston County Public Library, and I'm back with Andrew and Kendall for another episode of We're Booked Up, where we talk about books. Today we'll be talking about The Santa Suit by Mary Kay Andrews, a little holiday novel. There will be spoilers. But first, so I've been asking what we've been reading in the interim between episodes, but this time I want to know what your favorite holiday book or movie is, and do you have a tradition of watching or reading a certain book or watching a certain movie during this time, or did you when you were younger? Andrew wants to go first. So um, I put my Christmas tree up on Halloween night, and because I'm a crazy, and then I decor- got it decorated by November 2nd. So every time I finish decorating my first of two Christmas trees, um, I watch the National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. It is my favorite. I adore it. It's it's there's it's not it's not don't watch it with your kids. It's not appropriate. And I, and I watched it as a kid, and I realize now I'm like that was not appropriate for me to be to be <laughs> watching that. And and I absolutely love it. It's just funny and it's nostalgic. And you know they get to the end. And he goes, "I did it." And I don't know why. That just I love that book. So um, anyway, that's uh, not a book. It's not a book. It's a movie. I love the movie, and that's that's my Christmas tradition. And then I watch it like four times between uh, between Christmas. I mean between that and then Christmas night. I usually watch it one last time. So Aww. that's so I love cute. it. I love, and I know every word like from the opening song all the way through it's really bad oh i feel like i can see you and finley with your like drink oh and i have i have like a i have uh pajama bottoms that are chevy chase cream like christmas themed and then i have like the little moose cup for the eggnog that he has <laughs> i have like wood ornaments on the tree that my sister got off of etsy that have like sayings from the movie oh yeah yeah we go i have one of those snow villages and i have the chevy chase house and i have like the <laughs> rv and it, it lights up and i have like you know aunt bethany with her jello and american flat oh yeah yeah i'll send you a picture it's awesome one of the best moments in that movie. Oh, and it is. It's just in the very beginning when the, they go looking for the Christmas tree and the girl's eyes freeze open. <laughs> I don't know why I cackle. She'll every see it later. Time. Her eyes are frozen. <laughs> it is. It's so funny. It's so funny. So anyway, that's that's my Christmas uh, movie tradition. And I don't really read. It. I do have. There is a uh, "Twas the Night Before Christmas," but it's like the Golden Girls book that came out a couple years ago. I do like that one, of course. Oh my god, I love you. <laughs> And of course, I bought it, and it's like out on the table, like a coffee book. <laughs> but it, Golden Girls, anyway. <laughs> Go for it, Kendra. What do you guys do? So let's see. Um, growing up, we would watch a Christmas story on TNT on repeat for twenty four hours. Like my little brother would actually like wake up at like four thirty and come into my room because I had like a little TV that I bought with my babysitting money. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we would uh turn it on and watch it until my parents would like let us wake up for the day. Right. So we would do that, but I haven't actually watched it so much as an adult. Um I did not watch the live action version of oh. it. I mean I saw parts of it and I was like, I just am not feeling it. Um we do have a ton of Christmas traditions that, you know, my husband and I do with our kids. Um we love to go get a live Christmas tree, like getting get, mine this weekend. Yeah, well, I'm yes. I'm going uh, just after Thanksgiving, yeah. and uh, that's so exciting. I know, I, know, oh, I love it. I love it. So, um, like my husband's family went for like 30 years. I kid you not. They'd show up on Thanksgiving Day because there are those people. <laughs> love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> they would show up on this person's Thanksgiving Day and go to Ewing Fraser Furs and cut down their Christmas tree. Although they're now commercial only, so. We go to Frosty's Choose and Cut in the mountains. So I'll be looking out for this fictional Tar Burton. I know, I know. It's got to be based on something. 
problem. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho, um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. What about you, Angelique? Um, so I don't have any traditions. Yeah. (laughs) 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 So surprisingly, I don't have any traditions now, but um, when I was younger, my family would watch. How the Grinch Stole Christmas when it came on. And then Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer when it came on. And then there was, like, when I was really young, there was this book I really loved that I read every year until I lost it. It was called Santa Paws. (laughs) It was about a dog, a stray dog, and it was from the dog's point of view. It It was a good book. I miss it. I keep looking for it. That's like the lost puppy. It's from the dog's point of view. Yeah. It's Christmassy. Isn't it Christmas time in the Lost Puppy? Oh, oh. Maybe. Ooh, okay, I'm apparently not even dating myself well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kendall. We'll just go with yes, whether it is or not. If that makes hey, you feel well, better. I'm making it one. <laughs> We're making it Christmassy, so that's you good. Rewrite it to be Christmassy. There you go. All right, so let's get started with the book. Sounds good. So we'll start with um, the author. Mary Kay Andrews is a very popular author, especially around here, because she tends to write in this area. Um, So Mary Kay Andrews is actually the pen name of Kathy Hogan Trocek. Um, She tends to write women's fiction with a little bit of romance and involving a house of some kind. So this book is kind of like right in her wheelhouse anyway. Um, So, because I read a few book synopses and it's always a woman moves somewhere and she moves into a new house. So... Well, you yeah. know what? It works for her. Yeah, it, it does. does. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's, she's very popular. So I was actually looking at some of the reviews on Goodreads, and um, she'd written one for this one. She did like a review from the author thing, and she misspelled her main character's <gasps> name. I saw that. It <laughs> drove me crazy. I was gonna bring that up. She misspelled her own oh, character's no. name. Uh, she said I V E Y. Come on, girl. And she did it multiple times. Maybe, maybe it's the editor that changed it to I V Y. Yeah, that, she, that could have been, and she really didn't. Yeah. And she's Let's like, go with that. that. Yeah. Also, you know how we were talking about how her um, author picture looks like she looks like a politician? After reading the books, the book, and like seeing like all the other books she's written, I think she looks more like a real estate agent now. <gasps> she probably was. She might have been. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe I mean, that's, that's why she's obsessed with houses. Yeah, actually, that would kind of make sense. It would. We're going to go with that. I like it. You are it. now a former realtor, Mary Kay Andrews, <laughs> whether you were or not. I love that we're creating a fictional backstory <laughs> for her. <laughs> okay, so our ratings. We'll start with Kendall this time. I flip-flop between three and a half and four. So 3.75. Yeah. As a standalone, well-written novel, it's like a two. But as what it was trying to be, I- I'm with you, kind of like a three, 3.5. I was like between a two and a three, so I just went with the three. Yeah, so I was doing the same thing. I'm like, okay, this is a Christmas novel. As a Christmas novel where I'm going to look for all of my... Tropes. Yes. Yeah, my yeah. Hallmark bingo card. Yeah. yeah she she check, filled check, check, check. she filled it. She did a good job. Uh, so that's why I kept wanting to go higher. Yeah, that, that was kind of my thing. It's it's And I my mom reads her. She's, she's a really big fan of hers and her you know yearly low country beach reads and if you notice this book's like 200 pages most of those other books are like 350 so you know that when she writes other books that there's more characterizations things don't happen as smoothly as they do in this book um so i know that she's this is i think she really did intend this to be just short pithy hit all the notes did you read the back of the book i did not read the back of the book i'm sorry yeah, so she wrote in like the acknowledgments, I think, mm-hmm. or somewhere else that she didn't actually plan to write this book. It was kind of a spur of the moment kind of thing. Oh, cool. Her. Okay. So. She was drinking her Diet Coke, sitting in bed, <laughs> like 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 uh, spitting out this book. 
hey, okay, well then that really actually yeah. does make a lot of sense, and it actually makes me respect it really even yeah. more. It, she really just intended this just to be something quick and easy and happy. Yeah, and and it, check check. Yeah, it did that. So she just wanted a Christmas book, so she wrote a Christmas book. Not her only one, actually. Um, so that kind of goes into like my first question. So how did the book live up to the synopsis for you? Uh, I think it hit. I mean. When I just the front cover, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, if, if when you do check out the book, patrons who are listening, or, or if you're, we have listeners all over the world, so wherever you read this book, just the front cover is like to me, it tells you everything that you need to know. It was just bright and shiny, and there's a Santa hat on it. So yeah, I think it, I think it lived up to it definitely. I mean, I agree. I'm actually surprised by how much it kept going back to the Santa suit. I thought that was going to end up being like a throwaway plot line i know it's called the santa suit but you know no, i know what you mean I'm so sure. i thought it was yeah. going to be kind of a throwaway plot line but there were a couple quotes in here that just checked all the boxes for me and there are actually a couple really good quotes that i felt like really encapsulated the whole holiday season for me so for me it actually did live up to the synopsis right we didn't read the synopsis. Oh, we didn't. So I should probably read it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can. Bum, okay. Bum. Okay. So for the people listening, this is the synopsis. <laughs> and then go back. Rewind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When newly divorced Ivy Perkins buys an old farmhouse sight unseen, she is definitely looking for a change in her life. The farmhouse called the Four Roses is a labor of love, but Ivy didn't bargain for just how much labor it entailed. The previous family left so much furniture and junk that it's a full-time job sorting through it. At the top of a closet, Ivy finds an old Santa suit, beautifully made and decades old. In the pocket, there's a note written in a child's hand. It's from a little girl who had one Christmas wish, and that was for her father to return home from the war. This discovery sets Ivy off on a mission. Who wrote the note? Did the man ever come home? What mysteries did the Rose family hold? Ivy's quest draws her into the community at a time when all she wants is to be left alone to nurse her wounds. But the magic of Christmas makes miracles happen, and Ivy might find more than ever thought possible than she ever thought possible. A welcoming town, a family reunited, a mystery solved, and a second chance at love. Yeah, that definitely that was that that literally is like <laughs> like and I do love that um so in she wrote several books before she became Mary Kay Andrews with her real name and they were all mystery novels. Mm-hmm. And so almost all of her novels have, that's what mom said, have those, like, that little mystery twist. And so even in this short, pithy, happy holiday, she she throws in this mystery of who this little girl was. Yeah. And and so I thought that was kind of cool, too. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, <laughs> at the end it was like, really? It's like, yeah. how wrapped up can it, I mean, <laughs> how, one, how much can you fit then in you one bow <laughs> wrapped up? Did you see that coming? No, I did I- not. I thought that the broker was going to be an ex-wife. Me too. Thank you. Me too. And so I was like, high fives Mary Kate Andrews for, you know, you know, duping me because I was really excited that it was his mom. But I will say there was absolutely nothing leading to no. that. That's mm-hmm. the one thing. Like, it ended up being, it was just kind of like, there's this broker, there's this broker. And then all of a sudden, oh, and here's her grandfather that she hasn't seen in 45 <laughs> years. But I, again... Like I said, as I were rating it as like a great novel, it would be a lot lower versus the Christmas novel was all of a sudden. And you did kind of feel like, oh, that because that's what you're supposed to feel. It wasn't supposed to be well thought out or whatever. Yeah. I mean, the only thing, the only tie that I could think about was the fact that the realtor had not grown up in Tarburton, that he had moved from that southern town. Uh-huh. And so that's also where Carlette ended up going as a child was a southern town. So... It, I mean, I was like that. That there is a there is a 
thin strand <laughs> there. And very uh, thin strand. Yeah. Also, she named Ezra for her grandfather. Mm-hmm. Why would you not name him Lawrence? Like we could have he could have been Larry. Yeah. I would not have made the connection between Larry and Lawrence. Right. Or right. I mean, like, maybe it was too over like And also if if you loved your grandparents so much that you named your child after them, how come you never like and you move back to the town and you still don't even look up to see if they're still alive? Like, oh I just assume they're dead, whatever. Like you don't even look up to see what happened to them? That seemed weird to me. Well, maybe they don't have an excellent library like we do with an <laughs> excellent genealogy there section. So <laughs> Again though. In a normal Mary Kay Angers book, a lot of those things probably would be, with 150 extra pages, yeah. a lot of those connections are probably made, which is why she is so popular. Mm-hmm. Um, in this book, it it wasn't supposed to matter. It was supposed to be joyful. And, mm-hmm. and I think it achieved that. I mean, that's... I concur. We need that at Christmas, right? Yeah. So. Okay, so what was your first impression of the main character, Ivy? <laughs> <laughs> I think that silence says it all. No, yeah. I mean, there was nothing. There was, there was, she was fine. Yeah. She was perfectly. But I've read that meaningful. character 400 times. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's a, you know, oh, the, the divorcee who starts over. A 400 times. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, that, movies. this. Yeah. So there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with Ivy. She seems cool. I'd like her. Yeah. She I mean, seems she, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's definitely a trope. I mean, it's definitely the the divorced woman who sets off to find something new. That we, I mean, that it's like half of our romance section and half of the Hallmark movies that come out this time of year is starting over, and then they find love, apparently in houses. <laughs> she's a real estate agent. Yeah, I'm okay with that because that's what the book needed. Like, I came for fluff. I got fluff. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like I mean, I liked her. Yeah. She had a dog and she had chicks. Yeah, the that's chickens. Cute. I did love the chickens. I think that's. Cute. I wish. I wish we had like more like interaction with her and the chicks. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. how about you? Uh, I never really. I didn't hate her, but I never really liked her or like was like, oh, this is a great character. She wasn't terrible. I feel like she was like a. And, and if Brandy's listening to this, because she tries to use the word conduit and everything, I feel like she was a conduit <laughs> to the other. Like, like I felt like I knew more about like Phoebe and Lawrence yeah. and Ezra and like so like. From her point of view, the other characters, the lady who owned like the candy shop or whatever, I felt Nancy. more connected. Nancy, yes, that's right. how, did I, how could I forget Nancy Kendall? Um, but I, I felt like more like their characterizations were more interesting. Even like the the redheaded Cody or whatever, mm-hmm. like even in that brief scene, you know, I feel like more so than than Ivy just being like she felt like she was kind of like the center of all of it. But really, it's almost all the other characters were more interesting. So that's okay by me because it felt almost like she was an avatar for me. Because I, Kendall, love to just submerge, submerge, submerse. Help me out. Immerse. There we go. (laughs) Submerge, immerse. (laughs) I'm submersed. Submersed. We've created a new word. Like uh, uh, Votist. Votist did it. (laughs) Okay. Wow, we are so clever. Oh, my gosh. I was okay with that because I like to become immersed in the like world, especially in this kind of like story where I just want to feel good. And so I like that she could be anybody really yeah. like anybody who's had a hard time can relate to her. And be right. Like, Let's go. And she had a hard time, but she, and, and she could have easily just, and you could t- feel her pulling her towards, I'm just going to go, go to my house. I'm just going to work on this house. 
but she's someone who had a hard time who found other people to help her with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why. So it's like it wasn't ever it, it, it ended up not being as much about her as it did about all these other characters and her. Mm-hmm. So she is a lead character, but she's more like, I don't know. You ever, you ever read the like the Heart is a Lonely Hunter? And there's like that deaf mute. There's a deaf mute guy who you never really get to know the character, but everyone else has their own version of what he is to them. That's kind of how I felt with Ivy. It's like she's this to Phoebe and she's this to Lawrence and she's all these kind of things. So she doesn't necessarily have her own identity as much as she does a, a connection to this, to the different parts of the community. I don't know. I mean, she did have an identity, obviously. But like we said, it's the same identity that like 9% of the heroines and, you know, mm-hmm. the modern women, not female novels have. So anyway. Did you like any of the other characters? Like, was there one that stood out to you in any way? Oh, no, I liked Phoebe. I loved Phoebe, yeah. I loved Miss Lawrence. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. Cute old guy, sure. Well, <laughs> I, well, it's like, I mean, the whole thing about the son never came home, and then oh, the daughter remarried, and, and but then he's so sweet, and he supports local businesses, and then at the end where he's like, you know, I guess I do need to get out and about, and all that kind of stuff. I, I, liked, I liked his relationship with the dog. Yeah. Yeah. I love that they immediately connected. So you knew he was a good person. You know how animals know. Mm-hmm. Animals know like, if you're a good person. So he immediately connected with Mr. Lawrence. Did anyone else get a little scared when he fell asleep on the bench at the end? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you finally got to meet your Christmas and and he got dark. grandson. And his life is just <laughs> <laughs> I, I, But he was just asleep. <laughs> oh. No, I actually didn't. <laughs> And now that's all I can think about. Because <laughs> I was falling asleep. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, now I get it. I was I was living vicariously through him because I fell avatar. asleep. My it's avatar Lawrence. was a 98-year-old man. So that's that's my avatar. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, I liked I, I again I think I think that Ivy was definitely there, but she was there to, to introduce and connect all the other characters, and some of those other characters were really cool. Yeah, I liked Phoebe. She was she was she was real. Yeah. In all the fluff, how many people, you know, get disillusioned and they find someone they think's online and they're lying about themselves. She catfished someone. She did. Catfished how someone. They catfished each other. That's my favorite part. And then they catfished each other and then they realize that even though they don't know what either of them look like, but the actual conversations were real. So it's like it's like a nice catfishing story. Oh, it works out. Yeah. Um, and I like that she like came over and was like, oh, yeah, I have power tools. Here, let me bring my chainsaw and help you rebuild your chicken coop. Yeah. And I was like, oh, girl has substance, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, she, was, she, was, she was cool. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let's have the story about Phoebe. You know what? Is she sitting in her bed of her real estate house, and she's, she's with her Diet Coke. She might write a, spin- a spinoff. We are recommending officially a Phoebe spinoff. Yes, Mary Kay. Yes. Actually, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. Anyway, not a Mr. Jones spinoff because clearly you're trying to kill him off. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be happy. <laughs> okay, okay. Did y'all have a favorite moment or a quote that stood out to you? Or we have oh, a book I got right two. Here. I got Ooh. two. Oh, that's right. She took notes. I did take notes. I did not. Damn. Ill prepared. Okay. So um, on page 65, when Lawrence was talking about. Was it Lawrence? She was talk. Uh, she was talking to Lawrence. I don't remember who said it, but the quote is, "I just like the taste of peppermint. It reminds me of Christmas and hope." And Aww. I was like, "Oh, Aww. peppermint does make like do that to me." I'm like, "Oh, I'm just peppermint and like well, it's um, a palate cleanser." So it is supposed to like 
give yeah. you a new start. You know, like that's the like if you eat it as like in between people will put minty type things or gingery type things in between meals. It's to like it perks you up. Yeah, it perks you up. I liked it, and that's how I feel like the season does. So like like the like the holiday season does. It perks you up. And then the other quote was from Ivy when she put on that Mrs. Claus outfit and she felt sort of warm and glowy inside, like the human embodiment of a cup of hot cocoa. (laughs) And I was like, girl, yes, that is how I feel about Christmas time. It just feels like your hot cocoa. I like it. Like, it just makes me want to like, I don't know, put on my boots and go walk around McCaddenville. Like, I don't know. I feel you. Those are my favorite quotes. I, I don't remember any quotes specifically, but I I did. I actually kind of liked as we got toward the end. One of the things I loved was how Ivy kept when that last final night she kept making plans, and she had to keep. <laughs> it kind of stressed me because it felt like my life where it's like, okay, I started off with this, and then I come in, and then someone's sick, and then I forgot about a program, and I have to keep changing the schedule, and that felt like Ivy's world. I, I totally related with that, and then in the end, though, she got all of it done. And and everyone was happy, but that never happens on this end. Um, so it's nice to know that happens on someone else's end. But there was something about that that was like I just totally connected with that because that feels like that's my life lately. Yeah, that was worrisome. I know it was like, how are you gonna squeeze all that in? Oh my God, are you gonna leave Mr. Jones or whatever? Are you gonna? Are, are you not gonna meet with Ezra? Like I got stressed. <laughs> Yo, she didn't go to her dinner date with Ezra. Like I get that she made him cheese toast at home or whatever, but come on, I wanted a date. <laughs> You and your butterscotch hair and your cute butt need to be in <laughs> your Santa suit and his, the Mrs. Claus, and you're going to go on a date. True. I mean, she kind of cheaped out of that one. Yeah. yeah. But it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be in, cute. Yeah. <laughs> Cheap, but cute. <laughs> well, it saved him some money because he probably would have paid. And then that, you know. Yeah. I, I guess. I don't know. She might have paid. She might have paid. She's an independent woman. It's a romance novel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't true. think we've been talking about money. <laughs> true. <laughs> she kept talking about money though. Yeah. Well, she just bought a house. Yeah, and she was like <laughs> draining money. And um, that's the one thing that didn't get wrapped up. That and did you guys ever remember her getting propane for her propane tank? No. She got her wa- hot water heater. Her windows got fixed. Her coop got fixed. She talked about getting a new furnace. Yeah. How was she staying warm? I don't fully understand. Did she get propane? I'm going to assume she did. We're going to assume that maybe when the guy came to fix, the guy who was paying for the baby mama. The, on the side. On the side. <laughs> that, I love that. Detail. That was hilarious. <laughs> um, but maybe he, because he was fixing everything, he brought propane. Also, let's do a side uh, a side book on him. Let's do a spinoff on that guy. His <laughs> name's not his name's not Jake. What was it? It was Cahill, like Rudy or Randy Cahill. Randy, I think it's Randy. Ran- <laughs> Come yeah. on, Randy. Randy I want to know what's going on with your baby mama on the side and why you're lying to your wife. <laughs> Valentine's Day, Mary Kate Andrews. All Randy I have and Herbert. In my head now is Usher. These are my confessions. <laughs> just when the th- <laughs> that's all I have. In my head. sorry, 2005 just came screaming back into the 16. Freaking years ago, that song came out. Can you believe that? We are so old. Anyway, yeah, Randy. I think it's Randy. Something. Randy. We're going to go with that. That is now his name, Randy 
Mary Kay Andrews is now a real estate agent, and his character's name is Randy. <laughs> These are the, this is the truth from here on out. He was just like a tasty little peppery mint <laughs> morsel in that book. Yeah, I like how she didn't go, oh, it's Christmas time. Of course the plumber's going to come out and get you hot water. No, you're going to have to blackmail somebody. <laughs> Got to pay him under the table. Got under the table because he has this side chick and a baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun. <laughs> okay. Um... Let's see. What was something you did not like about this book? So for me, what I didn't like about it was, oh, that, I'm getting a little soapboxy. I'm sorry. There's a lot of sexism and yes. um, a lot of like diet culture fat shaming stuff that I'm just, uh. I just don't have space for. And it's unnecessary in this book. Yeah. Right. It, and every time it came up, it would take me out of it. So it would be things like, um, when Ivy's in the attic and she's putting on that that Mrs. Claus suit, and but it's such a tiny waist, but it's a good thing she was living on wine and crackers because her waist suddenly magically fit. Wouldn't it have just been more Christmassy and fantastic if she went upstairs and this magically fit her anyway? Kind of like a sisterhood of the traveling pants moment. Yeah. Not, um, I've been divorced and depressed, so I've lost weight. And so now I, I look can... better for it. Right. And then revenge body. Like, I'm not into that. And then there's that scene where she's talking to Phoebe and Phoebe's saying that she used this picture of some Swedish model. Yeah. And then and Ivy well, she has to lose those ten pounds. She has to lose those ten pounds. And then she... Ivy like insults the model for no reason. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, it just I just didn't think it was necessary. Like mm-hmm. I am totally cool with the fact that she catfished <laughs> this kid. He also catfished. Yeah, I, I love it. And you know what? I doubt he was worried about his weight. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I just she was like, maybe I'll catch a stomach flu. Like who <laughs> does that? <laughs> I just you well, you know, it has a very old fashioned feel to it, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. So I mean <laughs> the if tropes you, that come with that. Yeah. If you just scoop that stuff out, yeah. I would have enjoyed this book more because it just it, those moments just kinda took me out for a yeah. minute. I think I was I, I we talked about it earlier, but I kinda was bothered about the fact that all of a sudden Ezra's broker is his is the mother and it turns out that she's Carla. Like for some reason and I know you said there was like those little hints, but to me that's like a huge plot point. Yeah. Give me more hints. Yeah. In 200 pages, All yeah. these hints of the Santa suit and, and, and all that kind of stuff. This was the big mystery thread, and she's the mystery author. You really kind of bungled. I mean, in the end, it ended up being sweet, and he didn't die on the bench, and, <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, that was kind of – that was just – for it being such a huge plot point at the end, I'm turning the page. I'm like, really? Really? Like, if you were going to do that – because they kept mentioning the broker – but there was nothing that was said other than she was tough and she 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 wanted to meet this deadline because she's a broker. My aunt was a broker. I understand that they 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 want to get things done. Okay, cool. So she's good at her job. That's the only detail we ever got of this woman. Only then to find out that she's this huge connection. So that did kind of bother me a little bit. Yeah, same for me. It's like I think for Ivy the mystery got solved too quickly. Like she like it's like in the first third of the book she finds out what happens to the dad. To Carlette's dad, and then she just never goes into it again. Like, she didn't even go to the library or anything to find out. Yeah. Like, maybe their library is not good. You We're guys need to, to fund your local libraries, <laughs> donate to the friends, to realize, yeah, of, the ga- <laughs> friends of, of the Gaston of County the Tarberton. <laughs> and Tarberton also needs some help and love. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. That it, it And it's, it, it's never really picked up again until right. it's actually just resolved suddenly at the end when it turns out that. And again, she wrote mystery novels then those were so popular that she was able to continue to be a successful author so i don't think it's that she's incapable of writing a solid mystery i just think because it was 200 pages she wanted to keep it pithy 
it just did, she didn't worry about whether it came into place. So part of me thinks that she was relying a little bit on the magic of Christmas because yeah. you know this firelight festival. Nope, that's Gilmore Girls. What was this called? <laughs> I don't remember. Hold on, it's something about walking. Stroll. The, the Christmas stroll. Christmas yes. stroll. Christmas the stroll. Christmas stroll was like the big climactic event at the end and so she was putting all of her little chess pieces and players to have a big magical christmas moment gotcha and so i think i'm a a little bit okay side note didn't see it coming because i thought the broker was going to be an ex-wife sure sure sure, um yeah that was good i i i i I can buy into that i can forget that plot point again knowing it was a christmas novel yeah if it was you forget if we were talking about this and it was just a regular but again we know that that it didn't matter. None of that really mattered that all the plot point. All that mattered is that you felt really, really good and got in the spirit at the end of it. It was the magic of the Mrs. Claus suit. It should have been uh, not the Santa suit. It should have been the Mrs. Claus. Like, That's true, yeah, because the Santa suit was, I mean, he Ezra wore it, but it wasn't like, that was not the magic suit. Yeah, it so. was the note, and then the magic like, came with the, yeah. the ladies. It was, it, is, it a, is it a Mrs. Claus suit? What I does one so, yeah. call that? It kind of bugs me that she just put it on, too, because I always wash clothes before I wear yeah, them for the first time. it's been in the attic yeah. for, like, 50 years. Yeah. With mice. With, yeah. Like, you know that yeah. it is going to – she probably itched the whole <laughs> next day. All I kept thinking was, like, if you wore all that and then, like, you would have to go home and, like, take a really hot shower to get, like, the scabies off of you. Magic. Magic. We're going to – everything magic. is Christmas magic. Well, well, the, the 40-year-old lights, just magically, were still there. None of that Not moved. a light burned out. <laughs> Love it. So it's also a Hanukkah story. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lasted seven days. No, I love that the I love that the roses were Jewish. I know. I know. That really that was an odd. Like they threw it in, but then they never really explained in. Do you think she watched Schitt's Creek? (laughs) 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 I bet she did. Oh my God! Now I love her even more. Come on, Mary Kay. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Tell me about Phoebe. Tell me about Randy. And I want to know if you like which Shit's character Creek. you like best on Shit's Creek. Are you a David? Are you an Alexa? We have to know. Also, they were the roses. I know. Yeah. I know. I, that just occurred to me. I think that's why she said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, we all have just like discussed how I don't fire on all cylinders <laughs> early in the morning as small children. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think you're, yeah, I thought that was interesting, but, but everything just like the clothes were perfectly clean. The lights worked after 50 years and the snow and the rain and. Oh, something that did bug me was I felt like she changed herself a little bit to adapt to the surroundings. Like she walked in and hated the roses furniture was like, get out. I'm so excited for my own furniture to come. But then when hers got trashed, it wasn't like. Let me just go out and kind of piecemeal a new life and new furniture together. Who knows? Phoebe could have made her furniture. I mean, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Instead, it was, no, get that old furniture back. Oh, now I kind of like it. It kind of fits. And I'm like, really? Also, the furniture would probably be nasty. Yeah. Like, it'd probably be dusty and nasty. Yeah. If no one had lived in it. Like, I mean. That's the whole time, like, oh, they're snuggling up on the couch. I'm like, you're going to get, there's like mold in that couch. Well, maybe Ezra knows somebody at Stanley Steamer. There you go. There you go. Randy yeah. also works at Stanley Steamer on the side. To Jake, pay. probably, because Jake came out a lot there, too. Because yeah. like, to, the baby mama needs more money, so she's also a, a furniture cleaner. Yeah. Again, Mary Kay, you have to let us know. You got to let us know. know. MK. I'm going to call her MK. MK, MK. you got to let us know. Okay, so there was this other thing, and it's probably just me and my dislike of like most romance. 
So Ezra bugged me. Happy. Angelique hates happy. Shut up. Murder bot. Ezra bugged me because, like, he just kept showing up. After she told him to go away yeah. multiple times. He yeah. kept showing up. And, like, if this were a different book, he would be, like, the bad guy. He'd be the stalker. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And she also clear that she wanted to be friends, yeah. and then the next night he's, like, putting his arm around her. I know, and she's just, like, totally, like, okay. <laughs> I'm okay with this. And also, also, one day, you know what happened at the end? Yeah, come on. Who'd, who'd want to go out with a guy who can't admit he works with his mom? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, why, why didn't you say about oh, my mother's my mom? So it's kind of, that's why there's kind yeah. of this thing. Also, that would have given away yeah. zero information Correct. towards the plot. He could, even said, he could have even said she grew up around here, too. Yeah. At some point. You know what? And that right there would have been just enough in yeah. this kind of p- pithy fluff novel where it'd been like, oh, I remember that it's, it was his mom. Yeah, that little detail wouldn't have given away anything. Um, Especially yeah. when Ivy was being hateful about his broker and she was like, man, she sounds like a beast. And it's like, dude, that, <laughs> that's, that's my mom. She's tough. She's a tough cookie. He sheet. didn't defend his mama. He didn't. Exactly. You think he's going to defend you, Ivy? Right. <laughs> He got what he wanted. He's out. (laughs) Andrew. You're gonna be he's gonna be another Randy, okay? He's gonna (laughs) Randy. (laughs) Twist, plot twist in the sequel. Okay. Okay. And since this is clearly destined to be a holiday movie at some point, or it's already been a holiday movie at some point, (laughs) who would you cast for anybody, really? Any nineties child actor. Someone from Full House. I feel like like Candace Cameron Burr or something, yeah. or or the one who plays uh Jody Sweeten. Jody Sweeten. Yeah, yeah. They just feel like they would fit in with something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Do it. And then, um, unfortunately, I thought of Ed Asner for Mr. Jones. Oh, and Ed that Asner's can't I know. And he would have died on the bench. <laughs> Okay, I'm, so sorry. I'm afraid we're gonna get struck by lightning. I love you, Ed Asner. I miss you, Ed Asner. We miss you dearly. You were you were amazing. You were a legend. But yeah, so someone like that, though, one of those like older actors. Christopher Lloyd is who I thought of for that. Oh yeah, he's so tongue in cheek. It would have. Oh, um, sorry, I just yucked your gob. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry, just completely shut me down. <laughs> um, he could do it. Okay. I do. You know, Doc Brown is very endearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could do I it. just he saw him recently. He was in a he was in something called Queen Bees. It was Ellen Burstyn, Loretta Devine. He had like a side role. You probably did not watch that movie. No. It seemed old and cheap, cheesy. Oh, but so I love Ellen Burstyn. Ellen Burstyn, Loretta, Loretta Devine. Devine. Um, oh my goodness. There were two others. I can't remember who the others were, but they were like uh, they, they were bigger star. And I think Christopher Lloyd was was one of the side characters. But anyway, so yeah, he's kind of gotten into those roles now. I don't know who I would pick for like. Ezra would be, again, one of those Hallmark actors, one of those. <gasps> we should have Tori Spelling and her husband do it. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. What's his name? Dean, Mc, Dean, Dean McDermott? Yeah. Because yeah. he's yeah. not Dermot Mulroney. I, I thought they were divorced. Even better. <laughs> the tension. When, the, when they hate each other in the beginning, the tension will be there. That's right. Because remember, he, she pulls up, and there's this right. kind of cocky guy, and he's kind of like not that nice to her, and so she's ready to blow him off. Also, why is he not nice to her? She just bought that farmhouse. I know. You're getting commission, son. I know. <laughs> and, y- and your mama broker needs her money. So. And also, they're neighbors, apparently, right? Don't yeah. Doesn't he like, live nearby? Um, Side so note, I actually really loved that he lived on a former Christmas tree farm. <laughs> like, that's just so cute. Okay, so I just thought of a Phoebe. Okay. Kiko Ajina. Gilmore Girls. You mentioned Gilmore Girls. I'm like, who's like a spunky sidekick that you loved that like Kiko Ajina? Oh, 
You don't like have it. no idea who I'm talking about. No. Okay. She played Lane. She played Lane. On Gilmore oh, Girls. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think of like spunky sidekick, but it makes me think of like Stars Hollow and all those quirky characters make me think. So I know I'm I even like, put it out there with the Firelight Festival. <laughs> so now I'm thinking Sally Struthers as the uh, Nancy. <laughs> <gasps> yes. Oh my God, Lauren Graham could be Ivy. Oh. And Luke pa- and Scott Patterson could be. They could totally just do this all Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I know because they even talk about yes. Yeah. Okay, the Gilmore Girls <laughs> cast is going to do this. As a, um, oh, they should do it as like a black box, like read through yeah. where they all just get up. And Miss Patty could be in it. Oh, oh and uh, um, uh, who was the, the one that uh, that was the car, the she was the mechanic, and then she also played the maid, the Emily, that didn't speak. Gypsy. Gypsy could be the waitress, the spunky waitress. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay, basically, uh-huh. we just we just wrote Gilmore Girls. Sorry, sorry, Amy Sherman Palladino, because <laughs> we just took your whole idea and cast. Slash, sorry, Mary Kate Andrews. Like, <laughs> But it does kind of feel like that kind of quirky town. It does, it does. Yeah, but Kiko Gina, though, someone with that kind of, you know her, but she's not necessarily like a super, superstar, but she has that ability to steal, steal the scene every mm-hmm. time she's in it. That's Phoebe, so. Anyway. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Anjali. Sorry, Anjali. <laughs> it's like um, our Grey's Anatomy talk. She's like, oh, God, here we go again. <laughs> here we go again. Kate Walsh. Should I play? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> she could. She could, actually. <laughs> she actually could. <laughs> she really could. Uh, anywho. So overall, I think we <laughs> I think we mostly liked this book for what it was. A nice holiday read. Yeah. The Maori sisters. Either Tia or Tamara could do it. Oh yeah, yeah. and they actually do. They do um, some Hallmark stuff. Yes, they do. Slash, uh, there's '90s kids. Like, oh yeah, that's another good one. I'm yeah. sorry, I just interrupted you. No, I just no, no. pretty they ni- should. attractive, talented former '90s sitcom stars who do well with these movies. Yeah, make, they probably make a killing doing these movies too. I yeah. hope they do. I hope they do. I really hope they do. Yeah. Well, the one does cooking too. She has like a cookbook. I think Tia does. I like. Them. Yeah, which is kind of cool. I liked their reality show. Yeah, that was fun. That was yeah, fun. it was fun. I did. She actually had a Tia had a cooking show, like on the Cooking Channel. Yeah, I know. I used to yeah. watch it. And she was really I look, good. I liked I her, look rest- her recipes. I know, yeah. <laughs> what were you gonna ask, Anjali? I don't have any more questions. Oh, <laughs> I was just gonna say that if you want a nice holiday read, this is the book for you. It's something yeah. that's quick. You know, I, I, people like get on me. They're like, "Why do you put your Christmas tree up early?" I'm like, "Well, because as much as I love Christmas, it also can be a hard time of year. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a hard year for me. So yeah. it's gonna be a rough one." Um, without Mimi and mm-hmm. so I find that joy where I can and so if listening to Mariah Carey on repeat you know and if watching cheesy movies and reading books like this make me feel happy to remind me that it is a hard time of year because you miss people but there is joy in the season and you gotta find that and so I like that's what I like about this book uh, that's why I, I go crazy on Christmas early because the closer I get it kind of get I don't know rough so i i um i needed something like this even if even if there is no connection to carletta and his mother and it bothers me i still needed it it was it was pure joy and so if you're looking for a fun um you know it's not it's it's a romance but it's not like inappropriate you know it's fun it's mostly there's you know the, the hint at the end but there's mostly a clean book with a really fun characters um this this is your book this is this will get you in the spirit so It'll make you feel like a cup of hot cocoa. Like a cup of hot cocoa <laughs> with a peppermint stick to stir it. Oh, yes. Yes. You should throw some pepperminty, what is it called, peppery mints? The yes. peppery mints in there, yeah. Yes. Do it. I, I wish Diabetic that candy coma. existed. Does that candy exist that she talked about in the book? I, want I know. The lemon one, the lemon with the black pepper. and the. See, I'm not a big sweet person. That one sounded good. 
I do want to know, actually, because I wonder, because um, she mentions Patty Callahan Henry, and they're really good friends also with Mary Alice Monroe, who we've had here at the library. Wonderful, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely awesome uh, author visit. She was so cool. Um, but they na- she now lives in Tryon, North Carolina, which is in the mountains. Oh. And they've done a lot of, like, girls' weekends, and they've done Facebook Lives where they've, they've all been together and talked about their books and the writing process and stuff. So I wonder if this actually is based somewhere near Tryon um, because she has visited up there and she has friends. That would make so much sense. But you know what? If you're a local and need something in the area, you got to just scoot on down to McCaddenville. Right. They've got some good stuff there. Our, um, our uh, travel and tourism folks would be very happy. Go Gaston uh, to, to plug Christmastown, USA. Uh, we're in another contest this year for like the Christmas lights contest for USA Today. We always get submitted. I don't think we've ever, I think we've won once or twice. Um, McCannville well, has. Yeah, I say yeah. we because I feel like McCannville's like our town. You know, yes, the, Gaston everyone's County. Gaston County's town because it's a very small town. Um, but yeah, come over and see the Christmas lights. Go to Daniel Stowe. Uh, they have really cool Christmas lights when they're up and about. Oh, we love those. Yeah, and um, so this is, and we have some really great restaurants now in Gaston County. So yeah, if you're looking for a little Christmas magic, I feel like we're we are a destination for it yes. right here. So come and see us and stop by the library. We got here. all our holiday reads out. Mm-hmm. All of them. All of them. All 8,000 of them. <laughs> There's so many holiday things. But you know what? They go out. So people love them, and we'll have them out through the end of the year. And they're available all year round, by the way. They're just in storage, but they will be out on the floor through the end of the year. So. Yeah, so you can browse through them. All right. So usually to end the episode, I'm, I like to promote an e-resource. And this today's e-resource is Freegal. Freegal is a free music service through the library that allows you access to nearly 7 million songs. All you need is your library card, and you can download up to five songs a week to keep and stream up to three hours of music a day. You can even create your own playlists or listen to ones created by the service, including holiday music playlists. So if you're looking for some holiday music, you can access Freegal at gastonlibrary.freegalmusic.com or download the Freegal app in your app store. I'll leave a link in the episode description. Is there anything else we want to say about the book or... I just want to say, because I probably won't see Kendall, have a happy Thanksgiving. And Aww. happy birthday to our favorite person, one of our favorite people in the world, Mr. Wyatt. He'll be five. Can you He's believe gonna, that? No. Gosh. My baby. Your baby is five, if He's I remember. Five. When, mm. But uh, we, I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving and get your perfect tree. Thank you. I'm so excited. We're excited. We're going to go up to, uh, to Watauga County, somewhere outside of Boone. Yeah. Because um, we figured if we get it on Thanksgiving and we cut it, it's probably the uh, we get it down here. It's probably was cut like the weekend before. Mm-hmm. So if we cut it fresh, it'll probably be the same amount of time that we normally have our live tree. We're gonna have lunch in Blowing Rock, which has lots of cool Christmas shops as, as well. We do that too. That's very similar to our. So I'm um, excited. I'm looking tradition. forward. That's be tomorrow morning. So I'm ready. I am in the. We we need the Christmas tree. My mother, last year we because of all the Christmas tree stuff and COVID, she was like, we got this crappy tree. We paid so much money for it, and she I think it just depressed her. And she's like, and then, you know, she lost her mom this year. So it's like, she's like, I am getting a Christmas tree. <laughs> and so she plotted this. She found this play, a former student, a former fr- uh, friend of mine from high school, uh, posted something about it. She like hunted it down. She called the people, planned it out. And she, was, she is determined to get her Christmas tree. So we're going to have a Christmas Saturday, a magic Christmas Saturday. I'm excited for you. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be fun. I'm off. It'll be fun. Plus it'll be pretty up in Blowing Rocks. This will be some of the leaves. You know, it'll be nice. The leafers. We've become leafers. <laughs> anyway. You gotta start that newsletter. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's it for this episode. The Santa Suit by Mary Kay Andrews is available both in the library and online at the NC Digital Library and through the Libby app. Let us know what you think of the book and we'll let us know what you think of what we think of the book. Just leave a comment at off the shelf 
blog at gastonlibrary.blogspot.com or at gastonspeaks.podbean.com. Next month's book will be The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Should be a good one. It's very popular right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. My sister actually bought it for me because she said she loved it so much. I so liked it. I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I liked it. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you for listening and happy holidays. Happy holidays, guys. Happy holidays. <laughs>